Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jantz and my guest today is my old friend Bill Kasky with Kasky Training. He is a sales and productivity training expert and we're going to talk a little bit about his book which ironically um, came out 10 years ago and, and really uh, has a very, uh, a very updated message I think that Bill was, Bill was ahead of the game title of that was called Same Game, New Rules. Uh, you can reach him at kaskytraining.com. So, Bill, welcome back. Thanks, John. Thanks for having me on. I've been watching your uh, your progression over the last 10 years, and uh, you're doing some awesome work, and uh, we refer to you often. I've got my own podcast, the Advanced Selling Podcast, and we refer to you often on that. So yeah. it's uh, been a nice journey to watch. Yeah, you, you met me on my on my way down and you were on your way up and we uh, <laughs> you know we 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 <laughs> ran we ran it ran into each other at that uh, intersection somewhere. But uh, well let's put it this way, we both met when we were younger men. The only truth that might be spoken uh, on this uh, show. <laughs> Um, so, you know, you and I have, been, have talked over the years a lot about this, and certainly I've been talking a lot about uh, this in kind of my uh, recent foray directly into sales with my book, Duct Tape Selling. But um, I'd love to get your view on, because you've been doing this a while, as you alluded to, really how uh, the game of sales has changed, if at all, in your opinion, over the last, say, five, six years. Well, in, in the book that I, I wrote uh I say it's the same game, and what I mean by that, the game is the same. The, same, the game is that you are out there to build relationships, to to move products, to improve your revenue, to grow your business. So that that game really hasn't changed much. It's the how do I get there that has changed, and what you call the context, and what I would call the rules of the game. And I think it's changed because I, I think that salespeople, and I'm talking here business to business, because that's the arena I work in, although it probably applies to everything, is that salespeople have to, have to wake up and, and redefine their role. And I think the role of the salesperson in the previous 70 years was make the sale. But I think today with um, products that are somewhat complicated sometimes, a little bit more sophisticated buyer, a buyer that has access to every piece of information you have access to, for the most part, mm-hmm. you have to show up differently. I think, and, and I I take it to the word positioning. I just think you have to position yourself different, A, in your own mind, and B, in the mind of the customer. And you can't neglect either one of those two things, because if you're not positioned properly in your own heart, then you're going to go and you're going to try to sell them something that you're going to try to communicate in a way that they're just not getting. And it's going to put you back in that old sales you know, pitch, present, convince, persuade, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and and I think that, uh, as you alluded to, I mean, we don't need, and that's why I talk about changing the context, we don't need a salesperson to show up and give us information, right, because we, we have access, uh, you, you said maybe as much as, I would contest, Contend maybe more because you know we we can get it from, we could get it from the competitor and from customers and you know from all these new sources that 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 maybe you're not you as a salesperson may maybe don't have access to so with that in mind um, how because the buy you know I, when people talk about sales changing I I often say it's you know it's changed to the degree that buying has changed. Um, and mm-hmm. so with that buyer now starting their journey and maybe in some cases very far down the path before they ever even think to call a salesperson, how does the salesperson get themselves involved in that journey part uh, at an earlier stage? Well, I, uh, 
I'm just I'm just writing something on that. It's called I just call it the customer's journey, and it's uh, it's not very clever, I know, <laughs> but it's the best I could do. Uh, and the customer starts off not knowing a that he needs anything or she needs anything, and b not knowing that you even exist many times. So they move from aware to or unaware to aware to understanding to conviction to I got to have you. And this journey, you've got to, as a sales professional today, you've got to be very clear about where the customer is along that journey and your behavior. And, and you talk, I've seen the, some advanced copies of your new book, and you talk about that a lot. Is you know, we, our behavior has to change. We we want the result to change, but if we're not willing to change our behavior, then we're not going to get the result we want. And one thing that I always recommend is, what are the what are the problems that you solve? You know, what are the problems that your company and your solution uh, solve for customers and, and do something that helps them understand that. Educate your customer to the kinds of problems that they may be having that they don't know they have. Yeah. So one of the things that, because I you know, really have in, in many ways more aligned with the world of marketing and there seems like the world of marketing and sales in a lot of organizations are sort of famously at odds. Um, yep. And I, I, think that more than ever, um, you know, they have to come together because I, I think this journey now has to be a really seamless one. And I, I wonder what uh, uh, what your take would be on, you know, uh, the age-old question, how do you get sales and marketing uh, on the same page? Mm-hmm. I think in most of my, what I've seen, most of my clients, the marketing function is not a lead generation function, although I'm sure you would say, and I would say it kind of should be. It's mostly... <laughs> you know, branding and color schemes and websites, and it's still left up to the individual sales professional to develop their own channels, to begin their relationships, to get referrals. I mean, I still feel like marketing doesn't help much there for the most part. Yeah. And so then it kind of gets all dumped on the sales professional to develop the plan, sometimes even develop the content. I mean, some of these folks are, are doing marketing functions, but I'm not sure how much the marketing department is really helping them. So in your, in my world, it would be great if they were coming together in kind of a marketing sales meld, but I don't find that to be the case very often. Maybe I'm just not working with the companies that <laughs> well, do that. Well, well, it's interesting, though, because I, I bet you if we had a room full of marketers here, they would say, well, no, you know, we, we control the message, we generate the, the leads, and the, the salesperson's job is to uh, to build the relationship and close the sale. And and I think that where they are often at odds is, is just what you said. I think most salespeople would say, I don't get crap from marketing, right? You know, i got to go out there and do my own thing. And I think that's where uh, the disconnect is. And, and a lot of what I've been preaching is just what you said. I mean, one of the ways you get sales and marketing together is realize that, that – uh, uh, their team effort is on behalf of the customer, um, and that uh, that that sales. I think often salespeople, particularly those that are successful, often know more about the customer and what the customer's challenge are, and what what, what the actual market is, and to to the degree that I think marketing can certainly benefit from that, and and then flip that around. I mean, I, I even propose this idea of of having multifunctional teams uh, servicing clients rather than just having the silos. That's good. That's very good. I think, yeah, I think that uh, they both serve their purpose. Before they could, they could do a lot more if they, if they spent more time looking at the job to be done. I think the customer journey is a perfect place for them to start and say, okay, what role do you play in here? When does the handoff happen? Yeah. How can we work together to, to speed the, the 
because to me, the biggest step is, and, and you say this in your book, the biggest step is to go from, I don't know you, I have a problem, to I have a problem. Yeah, yeah. Once you have that, and, and I happen to know that, that Jan's Enterprises solves that problem, well, it's going to be, that's going to, that's the easy part. It's the hard part is getting them on that, on that train, on that path. So, you know, content marketing has become the, the huge deal. And of course, you know, marketers interpret that as more content. Um, and uh, I think that one of the, the issues that a lot of uh, markets and prospects and people are suffering from is they're drowning uh, in that. And, and I actually advocate the idea that, that salespeople need, do need to get involved in content creation, but, but not so much in the same way as marketing, but more to take that content that's being produced and, and uh, make it relevant, make it personal, provide insight yeah. around it. Um, and and that, that's, to me, a, a tremendous way for that salesperson to change the context of how they're seen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Here's, here's a tip that I give my people, and it's, 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 a, it's a throwaway line, but I say that all you salespeople, I have this client who's actually starting this process right now, and I got so much pushback on it. And it sounds that you laugh when you hear how simple it is. They said, you guys are out every day talking to prospects, clients. I mean, nobody has a pulse of what's happening in the field better than you, right? Everybody says yes. And so why don't you come up with 12 of the most commonly asked questions that customers <laughs> ask you, prospects. And, and it was easy. It took them five minutes. I said, now I want you to craft an answer, and I want you to send out an email to your list of people, and you might have 50, 100 people on the list, and here's what the email should say. Dear, first name, I was out uh, calling on someone the other day, and they asked me this question, and I realized that it's a common question. In case you're asking this question, here was my answer. And at the after you answered in three sentences, something short, just say, love Bill. You don't have to say, so if you want more answers to questions like this, you just, it's just, a, it, it's an email that's going to pierce through the the spam filter is going to get right to them because you already have an email relationship, and now you're writing content. Yep, yep, and that's that. I think is probably as much as anything is that uh, we need to define what content is. I, I have that conversation all the time. You know, yep. we 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 get it as our lingo. To it's become so comprehensive as far as what it means, but I think there's still a lot of people that think content is a blog post or content is an exactly. article, and it really is just a piece of information that that is uh, hopefully going to help uh, the the prospect or the recipient uh, achieve their objectives. And so, it, yeah. if you define it that broadly, I, I think that uh, it doesn't have to be this overwhelming thing that you need content writers. I'm doing the air quotes for <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean it's. It's very simple, and we—I just feel like the sales team has so much, so much influence and so much wisdom. But it, unless you start to think of your position as a market, partly marketing, which I know you've been talking about, you're not going to—you're you're going to say to yourself, "Well, nobody cares about this. This right. doesn't matter." Yes, it does matter. Well, so the the, the other kind of hot um, buzzword these days, and and you know, it is where people are maybe making this bridge is the is this concept of social selling now. Unfortunately, uh, for me, what that what that conjures up is a whole bunch of salespeople saying, "Well, yeah, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, I'm doing social selling, duh." Um, and and I think that um, I, I think that first off, the reason for for salespeople to be participating in social networks is substantially different than the reason that the marketing department is maybe building yeah. social profiles and participating. And I think that people need to understand that difference before social selling actually means something. And you're right. I think a lot of us have, and I'm, I'm, I can be guilty of this. I have a lot of connections on LinkedIn, but what the heck do I do with them? And, and how do I look at that as an asset? Yeah. 
you know, I, I happen to believe that we have plenty of assets that we have been given today to work with, the Internet being one, so the social media construct being another. But what do we do with that? Yeah. And I even sat in on a LinkedIn webinar the other day, and in one hour I didn't hear one, didn't hear one tip about how to use LinkedIn, your connections, as an asset. <laughs> and actually this was, a link, this was a LinkedIn connected webinar, and I thought, well, that's, that's really the, the million-dollar question is, okay, now what? Yeah. I've got 500 people. Now what do I do with these? And I think, yeah, to me, to me it gets back to what are you, how are you educating that group? How are you bringing value to that group? Not how can I sell that group, yeah. but how can I bring value so that they get a chance to tap into my expertise, get on my email list, whatever. Well, and, and what's neat about it is you, you can actually do that by just simply listening. Um, and, and that, I think, is the key. I think a lot of people think, oh, what would I say? How do I post these status updates? And who has time for that? But I, I think if you just set it up so that you're listening for the right signals inside these networks, uh, that, that can be extremely valuable without, uh, without really uh, participating at the level people sometimes, I, I think, get nervous about. Get nervous about it, yeah. I did an exercise the other day with a client, and I said, okay, everybody knows selling has changed. What if, if I said to you, you have a day, you have a day to work, 20 years ago, what would that day have looked like? And what would it look like today? And if it looks the same, then you're in trouble. <laughs> because the day 20 years ago was, well, I'll make cold calls from 8 to exactly. 10, I'll go grab a donut at 10.30, I'll make more cold calls, I'll walk around in the office, I'll do paperwork, I'll do call reports. Today, your eight hours of free time should be, I'll record a video in the morning and send it out to a 1,000 people, I'll write a, a little email that goes out to my list for an hour, uh, I might even still make some cold calls or make some calls, but the, the structure of the day changes. And if you can't, if you do that exercise and say, my God, that hasn't changed in 20 years, you're doing the wrong thing. Well, and you, you know what's interesting when you were talking about that email, answering a question and putting that out as content, um, to me, uh, that's the new cold call in a way. So if you're, if you're reaching yeah. out to somebody that, that maybe is not that familiar with you, that, that hasn't bought from you before, but you're, instead of saying, hey, I'd like to come, I'd like to come down and tell you about our products. Instead, you're saying, <laughs> instead you're saying, here's this great piece of information that might help you meet your objectives. You know, love Bill. Uh, to me, that's the. It, it, you know, I, I don't even. I, I hesitate saying the word cold call, but that's that's the new cold call. That is. Yeah. I, I like that. That should be a chapter in the new book. I'm sure it's too late. <laughs> again, but, yeah. So, so is. I want to I want to end with kind of the million dollar question because I I've heard it time and time again as I've gone out and saying, you know, start talking about how you have to produce content and you have to get involved earlier in the buyer's journey and you you know you have to be participating in in social networks and then of course they immediately turn around and say well that's great but all I get all I get judged on all I get graded on yeah. is closed deals and calls made so how do, how do we change that culture or second part yeah. of that uh, is how how does the salesperson find then the time to build that asset that you're talking about yeah that's so weird you would ask that because uh, my uh, co-host of my podcast the advanced selling podcast we just did an episode today to be released in a, in a week or so on that very topic is how do my biggest sales job sometimes is is my manager and the actions I'm taking. Here That's was right. here was the answer. I think you have to get back to the question of not how many calls do I make a day. It's a question of what's your vision. What are you trying to accomplish? And I think sometimes we 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 put our put our vision out there at the first of the year and then before you know it we're down to managing and monitoring how many yeah. calls we make. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, and I and I think that 
you have to say, okay, for me to generate a million dollars worth of new business, what are some, what are my clear goals about what needs to happen? Cold calling might be a part of that, but I've got to decide what, what are some other parts? We've been given this gift of technology and social media. How are we using it? And so emailing would be a part of that. But the question is, yeah, what, what, what do you do with your manager who might still be, you know, steeped in that old tradition of how many calls you make today? Yeah, and I've started to tell people uh, because I I really look at this as this is a career move. I mean, if you're if if you're in this for six months, you know, don't bother with this. But if you're yeah. if this is a career to be a professional, uh, successful salesperson, then you need to build assets of authority and expertise and and a lot of the things we're talking about. And um, the way that I've I've been telling people, and all of a sudden it seems like the light bulb goes on, is think about all the people in their careers that go ahead and decide to get a master's. You know, they're full time employed, they decide to get a master's because they know that'll help them advance their career. And, and I, I really kind of relate a lot of this to that. I mean, producing extra content, participating in social media, even if it's off the clock, so to speak, in your own time, is, is you building your own asset that you can then take uh, to maybe somebody else who appreciates uh, that more. Or, or the, the way I've really started talking about it is if, if you... If you make yourself invaluable uh, to your clients, uh, there will always be somebody willing to hire you. That's right. And that is a big mindset shift there. That is a big, that's a big chasm between where most people are today and what you just talked about. Yeah. And I think guys like you and I, our role and role should, and our purpose should be helping you get there. Because yeah. you know, and I know that's the, that's the future of your career and, and success but we've got to help give you steps. I think saying game new rules is a step. I think duct tape selling is a step. All, there's all these steps out there, but you really do have to start thinking about that role differently. Yeah, and and, and I think um, maybe looking for organizations that are thinking that way too, because it it, it is it is a tougher battle when when you're having to fight every every step uh, of the way, isn't it? Well, Bill, all... customer, then you have to come back in and fight your hands <laughs> and fight the marketing people. It's like, why am I fighting all that? Exactly. Bill, always great to catch up with you, and uh, really look forward to seeing the, the the new version and relaunch of Same Game New Rules, and I'm, I'm sure we'll see you out there on the road if I ever make it to Indy. Well, good luck in, uh, in the launch of your new uh, Endeavor, too. That's a huge work, and I've read it, and uh, it is a must-read for anybody in sales or marketing or business. Thanks, Bill. 